0: Welcome to the J-Boy Show, hosted by Jake Crane. The fastest growing sports show in the nation.
1: I'm Coach Hugh Freeze. This is Super Bowl champion Brandon Graham. Hey, this is DJ Shockley, you're
0: watching. And you're watching. And thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. Yeah.
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on another edition of the J Boy Show. Uh, I know I say it every time, uh, really excited about this one. That's why I keep trying to bring you guys the best guests and just keep making myself excited. It's a win win for everybody. But before I bring in our guests, uh, let me make sure to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Head over there today. They've got some great sign up bonuses. You need to check it out. The online casinos open 24 uh, 7. Whether you work the night shift and don't get off till the morning or work a regular nine to five, they're always there for you. We got Major League Baseball, golf racing anything they're gonna have it there check them out at betonline.ag today and tell them that Boy sent you uh but excited to bring a guy that, that we've had on on the audio section only excited to get him on video you see him every time uh you turn on the sec network does an unbelievable job for espn over there and that is mr peter burns peter what's up man
0: hey man we appreciate it yeah i mean look how much you grow man every time i'm on social media that all, all i see is the latest thing that you're doing and, and ripping so it's gonna uh and, like, it, it's my honor to be able to come on and, uh, and, and uh, be a part of it. I hope I don't, uh, you know, wear it down for you, okay? I'll try to do no, it
1: Peter, P- uh, Peter, I know you're a humble guy. You're a superstar, dude. We all know it. It, it, goes, it always gets a great response when I get you on here. And, man, I've had Doring on, and now you on in, in about three or four days. But I feel like one of the group had Hester on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, Navin, no, I really do appreciate you coming on. You're super busy, man. And, and, again, just trying to get like y'all. If I can get like y'all. Then we'll be uh then we'll be in good shape. Uh, had a gr- great time listening this morning. I will say, shameless plug here for you guys uh, on SiriusXM on the SEC channel, man. I listen to you guys uh on the SEC this morning every time on on my ride to work. Uh, it makes it a lot of fun. You guys are really killing it, man.
0: I I, I appreciate that. We're we're very ADD radio. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure how much you learn and during the shows, but we sure as hell have fun. I mean, that, that's the cool thing about doing it with Doring is that you know, he's always committed, whether it's, you know, we talk obviously a lot about SEC football and so much mm-hmm. is going on, especially mm-hmm. in the spring. But, you know, we, we try to kind of get, highlight as well too some of the different storylines that are going on, whether it be baseball or softball, or like, you know, I just hosted women's golf championships and, you yep. know, and you get kind of down to this conference and you get to realize how many damn good athletes there are across mm-hmm. the board. Like you kind of fall in love with all the sports and coaches. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a big thanks to to Sirius XM who who launched it about gosh now a little bit over three
1: years and uh, wow. we like
0: to think we're doing all right so
1: no y'all y'all are doing a fantastic job and found out that Cole Kublik is a huge Sarah McLachlan fan uh, would have never found that out if I hadn't listened to that it really blew my mind and and hearing him say it's one of the uh, top five albums of all time, really uh, kind of shocked me. A man that can eat a blooming Onion the way that Cole does and then listen to Sarah McLachlan, even though it it literally brings me to tears every time that dog commercial comes out, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, it's it, you find out some interesting info like that, as well as great uh, information on the SEC.
0: There's there's two songs, right, that need to be a <laughs> part of every radio radio show. Okay, mm-hmm. one needs to be the master's theme song because, like, yes. I mean, a it's my morning alarm, like, every morning when I wake yes. up, boom, that what I wake up to is <laughs> the master's music because it's so calming and whatnot. Yeah. And so, like, anytime there's a big disagreement on any of my radio shows, I'll have the producer just hit the master's music and it brings the temperature down. There you go, and you're chill. And then I feel like anytime you're talking about a really bad team, you have to bring up the arms of an angel, right? Because it's <laughs> that's that's so like, like the pet adoption. Yeah. Like, like you feel bad for them, and so therefore, like you know, those are the two songs you got to have.
1: Yeah, it's it's like we have this bulldog that that needs rescuing. If you look in this other cage, we have Vanderbilt's football team. They they need. They need help in and, and the arms. Of, I don't know if angels can help them right now.
0: Barkley <laughs> listens to that song every single day. going ahead.
1: I know it that's his alarm, actually, it used to be the masters. Now that's his alarm on his way to work. But now it's, it's a great segue in the name, image and likeness. Uh, I, I do want to talk about that because it's something like this coming down the pipe. We, we know it's coming. I, I think it's something that, and, and I want to get your opinion because that, the question always is, you know, should college athletes, you know, get paid or be able to do this. And I really want everybody to understand, at least from what I've been told and and consider myself pretty informed. It's not like they're going to sponsor every kid on the team. It's not like the, the fifth string corner is going to be sponsored. uh, I don't know, by Walmart or something. There's probably going to be, uh, you know, a handful of guys from some of the top teams. I don't know, maybe even less than that. Maybe some other guys sprinkled throughout the conference, but this isn't some overhaul where the walk-ons are getting a Bentley every month. That's not how it works.
0: No, and I mean here's the deal. Nobody knows how it works, right? That's exactly right. The schools, not the athletes, not the sponsors, right now, and, and sure as hell not the NCAA, is they kind of just decided that they're just going to allow. They're they're just waiting for Congress to come out there and put a blanket rule over it, so they don't have to they don't have to get involved with it. So again, I mean, listen, coaches are creatures of habit, right? Mm-hmm. And so are athletic directors. They've worked into this 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 industry for the longest time, and they know how it works. They've maximized their schedules. They've maximized their, their benefits on this type of world. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're adding something into that world, and they don't know what happens with it. They, they have an idea, but truly it's just going to be like, hey, we're going to wait, and then we're going to adapt. Think about saving back in the day when there was an early signing period. You know, everybody started rolling with the early signing period. I vividly remember Saban going, you know what? We're going to hold tight on it right now. We're going to see how it plays out. And then guess what? Then if we think it's great, then we're going to go full all in on early signing day. If not, we didn't put all our eggs in a basket for, you know, what may or may not work. Well, guess what? Early signing day now is basically the new signing day. So what happens is Alabama is like, all right, well, we're the big dog. We're just going to go grab everybody that we want and everybody can fend for themselves. So I think that's going to be what's happening with the name, image and likeness is that there will be people that dip their toes in it. Not everybody that goes full bore. And by year two or three, you're going to see the smart programs be able to adapt yeah. and they're going to take advantage of it. Just like every every other damn rule book. in, in right now, yeah. It's
1: no, I agree. And I would be willing to go ahead and bet that we got a pretty good idea of, of which the of which teams are going to be those that are able to take advantage of it. The same ones that uh, understand the structure and that have been the most efficient kind of out ahead of everything. And you would have to think, obviously, Nick Saban and Alabama and them already, you know, two steps down the road on this deal. And you're right, Peter. It's It's kind of like. And I say the Wild West right now just because it's really unknown. There's not guardrails built yet because there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be bumps while they figure this thing out. But like you said and kind of alluded to, down the road, I'm sure it'll be kind of at least down to more of an exact science to me, as much as it can be. Uh, And you know it's going to affect recruiting. It's funny, you know, I go back to the NCAA video game, you know, the pitches you add, program prestige, uh, academic prestige, facilities. Well, now – branding is going to have to be a pitch and I'm very, I'm fascinated to see how the coaches are able to parlay a, Hey, well, if you come here, as opposed to there, you'll be sponsored by Gatorade, uh, as opposed to, I don't know, you know, check soda, I guess. I don't know. Which is actually really good. I kind of like
0: checks. I was going to say, yeah, I
1: know it's uh, pretty consistent.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, and that's one of the reasons why EA sports is waiting until 2023. I mean, they're going to the development of theirs. their, their, um, video game right now, they're not going to release it anytime sooner because A, they need to get it ramped up, but B, mm. so much of the game is going to change over the next year and a half that they need to figure out how that's going to work as well too. So yeah, whenever we launch and we put it in our Xbox or PlayStation, you know, EA Sports College Football 24, which will probably really oh. be released in like July of 2023, mm. it's going to look a whole hell of a lot different. And naming image and likeness is going to be a part of that. And The question is, is is it going to make the rich even richer? The rich are already rich in college football right now. Like, I mean, we kind of joked around about Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt is one of those programs where I think if they harness this properly in the biggest city in in the SEC in Nashville and how booming that city is, they should be at the forefront of saying, hey, listen, this is how we're going to recruit in a different way. Right, we're we're gonna we're going to find a way that's not just Vanderbilt football going against Alabama football. We're going to try to to utilize name, image, and likeness a little bit more, and that could be a unique pitch. And, and if yep. they're not thinking that way, they sure as hell should be.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's brilliant. If you're Vanderbilt, it's it's an avenue to maybe actually give you, I wouldn't say I guess an advantage for once in recruiting, but a sliver of, of like you said, hey, we can offer something a little bit different in the place that we're at because Nashville is an incredible city. I mean, it's just growing by the day. But Peter, you, you bring up that NCAA video game. I'd be willing to bet that the second that game comes out, that may be the most Grossing video game box office hit of all time. Just the anticipation. There will be so many grown men that go to get that video game. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be wild. GameStop may just do it again, Peter. They may just do it again.
0: I, I was gonna say, yeah, I like the stock. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> it, it
0: is interesting because I go back and look at like before I got into and got into media at all. I used to work in the gas and oil industry and ultimately what would happen is like the day before college football would would drop i would always take that next day so i would take the entire day off. i love it literally i would go to a GameStop or target or whatever and go buy it and i was worthless throughout the weekend and so yeah you'll see a lot of uh 42-year-old men and, uh, and and everybody. Like, I'm excited because there's
1: a whole generation of kids that grew up gaming that didn't get an opportunity. To I know. To, to I know. That, so. They think they like gaming. They think they know gaming. They don't know any. Di- I'll tell you what, Peter. When that game came out, it, it was this was like, and I was perfect. I was in the perfect age bracket for yeah. that game when it came out. So it came out. Remember, there was no Xbox Live or anything yet, and you'd always play against your buddies, and you'd go dynasty mode, and we used to be like, man, I just wish one day. You could somehow play, you could go into Dynasty mode from anywhere and play anybody or play any. Then they came out with Xbox Live, and you could play anybody. That, it was the gift that just kept on giving.
0: Well, and I go back and look, and I think there's bigger tentacles to this than just playing the game and even online. I go back and look that, you know, I played college golf at University of Texas San Antonio, um, UTSA, the Roadrunners, baby. Oh, yeah. And, um, at the time, we didn't have a college football team. And so I, I, would, I would always create UTSA in San Antonio, <laughs> okay, and okay. then boom. And like five years down the road, I'd win a title with them and then recruit. And, and, but what made it so pure and that I feel like we miss in college football now is the fact of like UTSA can't win a title. Not in not the way that it is set up mm-hmm. right now with the college football playoff and just how the big one percenters of football have become these uber behemoth super yachts. Um, so it, it kind of felt like, Hey, listen, everybody had a shot in that game. Whereas, you know, not
1: everybody that's true right now. And at least in the sport of college football. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. And it's something too where I'm just after, after, you know, being able to create the teams, it's funny, you know, when I was coaching at South Alabama, they started pretty much the exact same time that UTSA did. And we played over there and won in triple overtime. And I <laughs> swear, Peter. They piped in the most noise I've ever heard. I was up in the box and it was, I was like, either there's a crowd that we don't see or they are blaring this stuff in there, but just unbelievable place. San Antonio stayed on the Riverwalk. It was, it was an awesome experience, Uh, but I do want to segue into this transfer portal Peter, because it's been crazy. And I'm not talking about football, obviously basketball. It's been almost on steroids. Uh, What's your overall thoughts? Obviously they passed the one-time transfer rule uh, where, you know, you can go, Interconference conference in some of these conferences, transfer D1 to D1, or even transfer up and not have to sit a year. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because it's really, you know, free agency at the end of the day. What's your just overarching kind of feeling on it? Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I'm disappointed, but again, it's also what, you know, there's one thing for me being disappointed because then that's like me being on the, the guy in the front in the yard, like going, you know, like get off my yard. <laughs> it's, it's changing, right? It's like when, when when my parents would be like, well, they don't make rock and roll like they used to. Well, we're, I'm going to probably go out and say, well, they don't make college sports the way they used to. You had mm-hmm. to sit on the bench for two years and learn your way. And, and, I just think that's the way that the game has grown and and, and, in good, bad or indifferent, that's the future of it. I mean, what it is going to be tougher is that it's going to be tougher to pull for teams. And I go back to even when I was a kid, I remember used to collect baseball cards all the time. And that was really before major league baseball free agency was out there. So you knew that, listen, if a guy signed with the team, he was there for a while. He was going to be a Kansas city Royal or he's going to be a Baltimore Oriole for the longest time. And then free agency comes around all of a sudden, you're like, man, all these baseball cards that he's like, Oh, I forgot that this guy moved to this team and this guy yeah. moved there. Well, obviously it helped the sport It helped grow the sport It helped grow the financial aspect of it. And that's honestly what we're going to get in college basketball and really all of college sports right now. I mean, the idea that you should be eligible immediately, it was a dumbass rule to begin with because mm. every other sport other than college basketball, women's basketball, I think hockey and college football allowed it. So yeah. why in the world would the NCAA say, well, these sports can, these other sports cannot. I mean, that that to me, that that's just what's going to happen. Um, I am concerned about how many kids are going to go in there thinking the grass is a little bit greener and then realizing, oh, hell, like, I had it pretty good at South Carolina basketball or I had a pretty good playing for, you know, USC. And then now I'm I'm transferring out and there's no place for me to go. So um, I think everybody's going to try it once. They always want to be the bell of the ball and get re-recruited. But ultimately when it comes down to it, probably only 20% of the kids are going to get better situations than they were before. Mm -hmm. And the other 80% of them, those are the stories I'm really worried about or want to know about because I'm like, all right if they if enough people say dude if you got a spot stay yeah i think we're going to hear a lot more of those stories and i think that will kind of slow it down a little bit down
1: in, in down the road yeah you know i had the former coach Houston net on here a couple months ago and asked him about it and he was like you know it, it was amazing we right before we went in the spring or after the season i've had i had kids come in my office and be like coach will you grant me my release i want to transfer and he used to say listen I won't grant you release right now, but you go through spring. And at the end of spring, if you feel the same way, I'll grant you release. He was like 99% of those kids never walk back into my office asking for a release. And now sometimes there's circumstances where a transfer is the right move and this, that, and the other, but I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it's, if you go into it thinking that it's something that it's not, you can be disappointed very quickly, especially if you're transferring at the same level, uh, which to me is unbelievably interesting.
0: Yeah, there should be, I, in my mind, there should be kind of like how, you know, signing day, there's two different resigning day periods. I think mm-hmm. there should be transfer portal windows. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, at the end of, you know, it, maybe there could be one at the end of spring football and, and kind of towards right, right by the summer. And they have one and they, they could work on the calendar. Just, I don't have the exact dates, but there should be like two 10 day windows where you say, you know what, if you're interested in getting into the transfer portal, boom, those 10 days go. But the idea that a kid can have a bad spring football practice and then says, "Oh, I'm putting my name in the portal the next day," I, I think I don't. A, I don't think it even helps the kid it, himself, who may put himself in a bad situation. Um, but B, it definitely doesn't help the coaches. And, yeah. and listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna boohoo for the coaches because they make a boatload <laughs> of money to figure this stuff out, right? But again, I I want if I'm an athletic director, I want those coaches focusing on recruiting good ca- talent and then building that talent. But if I've got to re-recruit kids after every single day of practice, that, that that's a that's tough. And yeah. I, I still think, and I don't, it'll probably never pass, but I think there needs to be two kind of distinct transfer portal windows and help to turn it into a positive. It could be a whole ESPN <laughs> one-week extravaganza like, hey, you the transfer portal. This name's in. This name's in. I mean, they do it in soccer. Yeah. Um, it's going that way. I just think there needs to be a little bit of a governor switch, and the NCAA just decided, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna,
1: we're gonna do it," and they don't know how to kind of slow it down at any point. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. And speaking of bad springs, if you're a fisherman and you're having a bad spring so far, don't worry. Helps on the way. You need to go to MonsterBass.com. One of our newest sponsors. They do an unbelievable job. Use the promo code JBoy10. That's J B O Y one zero, and you save fifteen percent off your first. Uh, tackle box. That's what they're going to send you. They are sending you bait. They also have merchandise. It's great stuff. They know where you're at. They get, they're going to know the locations. Again, if you're struggling, even if you're doing well and you want to take your fishing game to the next level, that's MonsterBass.com. Use the promo code JBoy10 and save 15%. They send it right to your right to your door. Subscription service. They've got great stuff. Go check them out. We're here with Peter Burns from ESPN and the SEC Network, entering the second half of our interview here. Uh, I always enjoy it with Peter, and he's got the unbelievable background there. You know, you speak about the masters i'm just i i feel like you you've got you've played all those courses and played well peter, are you a scratch golfer peter uh i used to be now you know i played college golf. i know you played college i just wonder now like how's the how's the are you the 10 man yet just have to kind of grease it up a little bit and go get it yeah, it's, it's a little tough the back hurts uh you
0: know, <laughs> i have a couple of uh, you know vodka tonics before we go there you nato. go there you um, go yeah, two kids i'm probably i'm about a about a three handicap, So. I'd, I'd like to think I'm still pretty decent. Yeah. But, you destroy uh, me. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're a lot more golfers out there to say the least. So.
1: <laughs> well, Peter, I I do. Cause we're going to play quick trigger. I'm so excited to play this later, uh, but I got to get through a couple other things that we're going to get there. Uh, but we, there's been a lot of talks and we've seen uh, in soccer. Sometimes I don't talk about a lot on here, but overseas, you know, there's talk about the super league uh, and, and them kind of breaking away and, and making this monster uh, league of all the top teams. If they were to make a Super League of college football, the Power Five, yeah. do you think, number one, out of, you know, and let's say there's 12 teams in this Super League. I mean, do you think half of them are from the SEC or is that too many? That It would have to be SEC dominant. And I don't know if you can put a Pac-12 team in there. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it.
0: Um, you know, first of all, I mean, just the dynamics of it. I mean, if you do some type of super league, you got to have opponents to play, right? And whether it's you you look at it, I could see it going to more, you know, instead of, I think they had 15 in the soccer league. If you did something like this, I think you could do it two different ways. One, you, and I've always said this for the last eight, nine years, is that there should be four power, four conferences, right? And they all have 16 teams apart. Right or RP. So therefore, you've got 64. You can create a bracket for a playoff, um, and that. And honestly, basically, what it would do is Pac-12 and the Big 12 would kind of merge, and everybody would fall out from there, and you would have four 16-team conferences. Okay, but if you did it the other way, you could. What, what's the difference between having two 16-team conferences, meaning mm-hmm. that you would have almost like an East and a West? That's really no different than what the NFL is when you start looking at it. You'd have 32 teams. But, yeah, it would be it would be pretty fairly heavy SEC, you know, uh, centric. I mean, just go look at the NFL draft. You know, for 14 years in a row, Jake, the, the SEC has had the most drafted. Yes, picks. it's, it's be not even close. When it comes this year, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, but, you know, when I started doing kind of the research on that Super League thing about soccer, what makes soccer great is, or, or, you know, some of these leagues is that, yeah, you do have the traditional Manchester United or Man City or, or FC Barcelona, but you always have these smaller clubs that are trying to Mm -hmm. compete. And so, and that's kind of what, what college football is, right? You, you got a great story brewing with Iowa state right now. You know, they're not the biggest name, but maybe with Brock Purdy, they're solid this year and they can make a run. You mean, look at Cincinnati, you look at coastal Carolina last year. Um, You know, there are teams that would get left out, Uh, Of some super conference. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen in college athletics if for no other reason that it's all tied into the other sports of the conferences, baseball, basketball, non-revenue driven Mm -hmm. sports. Um, But it is it is intriguing. And then if you decide to do some super conference right then, then you're literally just talking about, listen, we're only in it for money. And they still try to balance that line right now. NCAA doesn't balance it really well, but that's
1: that's what they have to deal with. Yeah, no, I I agree. I don't think it ever happened. I'm a fan of the 18 playoff. Uh, and I'm I'm going on a crusade this summer, and I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, and, and I'm not going to get into it. Too, but I've got this whole formula, and I'm going to be interested to see, Peter, what you think about it, because I think it's what they need to do. Uh, and listen, I'll be I'll be happy to talk with anybody at the NCAA. Uh, you know, I'll take seventy percent; they can take thirty uh, percent, and we can just shake hey, hands. Hey, you know
0: what? You'll take you'll take seven percent, and you'd still be a rich.
1: Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Listen, I'll take. Don't tell anybody that though. If I could just sneak in there and get a slice, I don't have to have the whole pie. Just give me a slice. But Peter, something I don't think I haven't heard anybody talk about. And to me, it's, it's an anomaly. When you look at the sec this year in in football, and I guess you could say Ed or Giron to an extent, but if you look, nobody's really on the hot seat. Is this the first time? I mean, if you really look, I mean, you look at the West, I guess maybe Ed Orgeron a little bit if they were just to totally tank this year. But none of the Mississippi schools, Arkansas, no. no. Uh, I mean, there's really nobody on the hot seat this year.
0: It's just more of a product of you've had so much turnover over the last two years, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you still have all of the brand new four head coaches from last year. Then you got all the brand new coaches this year. Then you start doing the math. They're like, all right, but there's only six, six people that are left. Kirby Smart's not on the hot seat unless they go four and eight, which again, I'll sell you a million dollar ticket that that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Dan Mullen, same thing. He's had some success there. Jimbo, of course, is going to be probably preseason ranked top five uh, unless thing that falls apart. And and by the way, he's already got that ten year, seventy five million dollar deal. <laughs> um, Here's
1: all the money. Just take it, Jimbo.
0: I mean, listen, hard to say that it wasn't a good investment because probably with a lot of money up front, I mean, in, as long as they don't, unless, until they quote-unquote redo his deal, he'll actually be probably paid in line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just Ed Ogeron. And I think O knows that, um, if for no other reason, not only of what's happening on the field, but what's happened and transpired in Baton Rouge off the field as well too. So, you know, we talked about it on our show on Sirius XM. You know, traditionally there's pressure on, you know, the Will champs or, you know, the Derek Masons or the other mm-hmm. programs that were struggling a little bit. The pressure is on kind of the heavy headed, you know, people that wear the crown in this conference to to live up to that hype this year.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's just it's so interesting because typically, like you know, like you kind of alluded to, there's one or two guys who were like, well, they better do it this year. or They better improve uh, or they're going to be on the hot seat. But all right, Peter Burns, we have gotten to it. The newest, the newest game that's taken over the nation. It's not Jeopardy. It's not Wheel of Fortune. It's not Mass Singer. Thank God. I hate that show. I'm sorry. I just had to say it. Some people like it. I don't know. I, I just can't stand it. It's quick trigger. It's my way of, of a rapid fire game. That's what it is, people. The rules, Peter Byrne. Peter Byrne's, they're very simple. Number one, we don't talk about quick trigger anywhere outside of the show unless you want to plug it on one of your shows, then that's okay.
0: I fight Club. I like it.
1: Yeah, there we go. Second rule. They don't have to be one word answers. You can expound on them and there is no time limit. So take your time. I'm not a proctor. We're not timing it. Uh, We got six questions on this one. Uh, When you're ready to enter the Thunderdome, you just let me know.
0: The Thunderdome. All right. Let's uh, let's try
1: and see how bad I screw it up. All right. Here we go, Peter. I got faith in you, man. I know the audience is pumped for this. First question. Give me your surprise SEC football team in 2021. Surprise
0: SEC football team in 2021. I'm actually going to go with Tennessee Volunteers. I think, wow. actually, okay. I go back and look at, like, like, again, surprise being that I don't think they're going to be a complete dumpster fire. But I go okay. back and look that you look at Heipel and what he was able to do with the offense when he first took over at Missouri. We saw it at UCF. I think that they're going to surprise some people. I still don't think
1: defensively they're going to be great, but I think that they're going to look better than people expected. I like it. Second question. This is a tough one. Josh Pate kind of took a little time on the third one, ended up ended up kind of making a compromise. Give me your top three quarterbacks in the SEC in 2021.
0: Top three quarterbacks in the SEC. All right. Uh, number one, JT Daniels. I don't even think that's a question in no. my mind. Two ends up being uh, Matt Corral. Because uh, mm. just so well off the list. I mean, just you've seen what he did. And I love the fact that Lane said, hey, John Rice Plumlee has done some great things. It doesn't matter. Corral's a better quarterback in my mind. And boom, he put them in there. Uh, So, yeah, so three is where it gets a little bit kind of hectic. Let's see. I'm going through the list right now. I actually am going to say Max Johnson over at LSU. I like Um, it. uh, A little bit different. I know that he's going to be in a battle with Miles Brennan, but I think that a lot of what um, Jake Peets is going to bring to that offense was much like what Joe Brady brought to that offense. And that's the reason why they hired Peets. I think Max Johnson ends up being the starter. I think they've got a ton of talent out there, and I think they're going to score some points. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with Max Johnson, and we'll be able to look back out at this in what six months from now, and we can all laugh probably
1: when. No, I'm I, I I actually think you're spot on there. Uh, number three, if Nick Saban is Darth Vader, which SEC head football coach is Luke Skywalker? Uh
0: I mean, how is it not Kirby? Right?
1: Ah, there you go. That was that's really a layup. That's that's really a layup. Pretty
0: sure, and, and I think this year. I mean, listen, George's George's. The best team in the SEC, and, and frankly, I don't even think it's close. People are trying to say, "Well, look at how good Alabama is," and I'm sure they'll be great, and uh, like they normally are. Georgia's head and shoulders above everybody right mm-hmm. now, and they, to me, it would be an absolute shock if they are not in the college football playoff. And this is the year that that he takes that step.
1: I, I I'm 100% with you. I promise you, we did not pre pre record this and, and tell each other each other's answers. I'm, I'm right there with him. Number four out of six. Does Bo Nix take a big step in 2021?
0: Um, I think he stays stagnant, and it may not be necessarily a bad thing. And what I mean by that is that I don't think that um, he's going to be put in, a, in, a, in, a, in an offense that isn't going to work to his strengths. I think actually Har- Harson and those guys, and I think Bobo in, in – if I'm not mistaken, that's where Bobo ends up being, right? Am I wrong there? Yeah, yeah. out there. Yep, yeah, yep. Bobo's out there. But, I mean, just seeing some of the stuff that they use in the spring game, which, again, very vanilla, but a little bit more two, three tight end things, uh, sets, I personally think that that might fit Bo to his eye a little bit better. And I think sometimes he was expected to be the end-all world beater. Um, and we saw him do it a couple of times. I, I just think that it's a better fit for him. I just don't know if numbers-wise is going to be that impressive. I do think I love Derek Mason on, on with the higher yeah. PD. I think that might've been, we'll, we'll look at this kind of like how Barry Odom was for Arkansas last year is I think Derek Mason will go down as the best coordinator, higher of the offseason. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I agree. And, and offensively, you know, you got to have an offensive line that can protect Bo Nixon. and you got to get some more depth in that wide receiver room. I think they got to hit the portal, uh, but I think they'll take a step. And last question, you can answer this or decline. I answer this, Peter. It's all up to you. Are aliens real? Uh,
0: I'm gonna go no. I hate okay. to. I, I mean, like I, it would be fun to be viral and, and <laughs> like completely like hey, Kyrie where the earth is flat and go viral for that. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying them. Although as a kid, I used to always believe in ghosts, just in case I didn't want to piss the ghost off. I didn't want Smart. the ghost. Smart. your I'm, bet. Like, hey, listen, you said we didn't exist. I'm gonna haunt you for the rest of your life. But uh, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm feeling good. There's no uh, aliens out there. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, if somebody came to me and they were like, listen, Jake, there is one alien on the earth. You have to find it. I would go find Adam silver. That's just me. That's me. I may be crazy. Peter Burns. I or, really think that dude's from like Zeta Reticula force or,
0: or Derek Henry, one of the other. That's like, yeah, being like a terminator type guy that has just like infiltrated the human race because he's just like a freaking cyborg for the first day that we saw him. And he's yeah, it's, for the hype as well
1: uh, with that. Cause there's uh, that's, Send me to that planet and I'll sign all the running backs that you possibly can give me. But Peter, man, this is fantastic. I appreciate you taking some time. It's always great. Obviously, going to get you back on here again. Tell everybody. Where they can find you on social media, and where they can find you guys on XM, and all the things you're doing under the sun, really uh, helping steer that ship over there, my friend.
0: Yeah, we're having fun, man. It's a dream job, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN on Twitter, and then on Instagram, I'm on there as well too. And then um, again, we do the show every single morning on Sirius XM, it's channel 374. Everybody listens to it on the app as well too. It's on demand there. And then on Sunday mornings, I've got my the national show on ESPN from uh, from seven to ten. So. Staying busy, man. Just ready for the for the uh, the spring and the season to start.
1: I know, man. I'm so ready. You know how it is. It'll be here tomorrow. I'm just excited, and, and hopefully we can get back to some sense of normalcy. I appreciate you guys joining us, uh, checking us out. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well. However you listen to us, iHeartRadio. Hit up the Show.com and get you a hoodie as well. Uh, the gray, the black, the hats are sick. We got some koozies coming as well. It's been another edition of the J-Boy Show. J-Boy's going, going.
0: The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn, Technical Director Dave Hammack, Creative Director David Culbertson, Audio Engineer Faison Sharif, Production Assistants Blaine Crane and Kyle Orr, Executive Producers Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit our website, thejboyshow.com for updates regarding our newest apparel and merch designs. Win the water cooler with the J-Boy Show.